Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hey Rush Nation, welcome back. It is now, believe it or not, heading into week two of the NFL season. Last night was an absolute cracker. Amazing to see football back. Games, the quality, everything was was absolutely fantastic and really pleased to I've enjoyed as much of it as I, as I could. So, uh, and I'm sure all of you listening to this are too. However, as as it's Monday, it's now a look forward, even though we've still got two games tonight to play. I want to get this waiver wire information out to you ASAP. So we're starting this off as per usual, all waiver wire picks being 30% owned or less. Uh, this is all according to ownership on ESPN.com. And the reason we want to get this out to you first is to make sure that you can get your claims in and have as much time as possible to, to get that done. Uh, as for FAB, um, I have a couple of recommendations for FAB, but you know it's really down to what you're comfortable with because each person would have spent FAB up until this point more than likely. It's hard to say to give you a percentage that's likely to be successful. I would say, though, that none of these are worth spending 50%, 100% of your FAB. There's no sort of silver bullet here of a, a championship winning uh, pick, but these are all players that are going to be useful moving forward. And if you've missed out on the previous wave wire art, uh, articles or or podcasts, then you know typically I pick two from each position to pick up and, and focus on, and they're sort of the two picks for for the week. So, um, and this article is available online if you want to read along as you listen. 
uh, just go to fiverrush.co.uk and you'll find it'll be the newest item or second newest item that's been dropped on there. Uh, if you can't find it, it's Waiver Wire Week 2 2020. So let's look at the quarterbacks. And for the second week in a row, I've got Gardner Minshew, the second on here. He's 14.9% owned. Uh, he has the Titans uh, at the Titans next week. Uh, he completes 19 and 20 passes for 173 yards and three touchdowns in their win last night. Um, amazing accuracy. Didn't really ball out, but he did come up with the plays as and when they needed them and so as a result you've got a player here who also added sort of 19 yards on the ground as well they're not going to make the playoffs they're going to trail in a lot of games and Minchie will throw the ball more and this won't be the you know he, his numbers won't be as accurate as always but at the same token uh you expect that that volume to maybe even go up but three tds is, is key um finding his receivers in the end zone so that is someone that you can rely on and also I'd expect them to rush a bit more so uh, I don't think they're going to struggle perhaps as much as people think they had a good performance yesterday Gardner Minshew is definitely sort of the steal of quarterbacks here on a thin waiver wire for, for quarterbacks as it stands right now because at this moment most people are still rostering two quarterbacks I, I'd expect to see a lot of quarterbacks dropped this week and potentially next week and that'll give us a bigger pool to, to play with but at the moment it's still relatively tight as people still got all the teams they drafted and drafted all those backups and even third quarterbacks in some instances the next quarterback is one i never really thought i'd ever put on a waiver wire article and it's probably the most 2020 waiver wire pick i could have picked is mitchell trubisky he is 2.7 percent owned and uh, he's got the giants next week I, I thought at halftime I was messaging people and saying oh, he's probably going to be dropped at half time. He's probably going to be replaced by Foles. And then coming into the fourth quarter, he started to come to life and um, delivered the Bears uh, a win, which they arguably didn't deserve. Um, but they pulled it off in the end, albeit with Swift giving them a lot of hand by dropping that easy catch in the end zone. Um, but Trubisky went for 20 for 36 for 242 yards with those three touchdowns. And, you know, before halftime, he, he barely had anything to his name. He had the touchdown, but that was kind of it. Um, and the waiver wire is thin, as I sort of mentioned. So there's not many good quarterbacks out there. And, and those that do have probably better matchups. And uh, I think it's part of the reason I picked Trubisky. I don't think he's a, a massive, like, seeding play here. But I like him over someone like Teddy Bridgewater because of the fact that I can see him throwing three touchdowns again next week against that, that porous giant secondary that's lost uh, Baker, who was their first round pick last year to all those felony charges. So I think Mitch, if he can, if he can get going um, eventually, um, and I think he'll come into that game with some confidence after that fourth quarter comeback win, I think he can deliver some numbers and, and potentially get you another couple of touchdowns again next week. Running backs. And the, the key one here is, Naheem Hines, he's 29.9% owned, and he has, he has the Vikings next week. Now, Hines started getting the work early in this game. He scored the first touchdown of week one outside of Thursday night games, uh, but he was actually running the ball, which is something that we probably didn't expect. We expected to see Marlon Mack uh, run the ball a bit more. But then Mack got uh, an injury. It looks like he's torn his Achilles, and he's going to be out for the rest of the 2020 season. But don't let that be like, oh, well, Hines stepped in for Mack. No, no, he got the first looks and the first goes in the, in this offense on the ground. And, you know, Frank Reich has always said that Hines is, is in for a big role. And, you know, there's always that coach speak, but, you know, he put his money where his mouth is. And Hines was sort of the first back to get work in this in this backfield. And it's now a lot more clear that it's going to be Hines. It's going to be Taylor because of the fact that Mack isn't there. He got 15 touches, 73 yards and two touchdowns. 
And I think that 15 touches is going to be relatively safe week to week. Um, I don't think he's going to get much more than that. I think he'll probably be in that sort of 12 to 15 range most weeks. Uh, he might break that a couple of times, but um, typically that's where I'd expect him to be. So he's not one I'd be blowing a lot of money on here, maybe 20, 25% of your fab, because each week your fab becomes less important, although you do want to keep some at the end. But he is someone that I, I, I mean, I've been drafting him quite a lot in, in leagues, thinking he'd be the receiving back. So expect him to get a lot of work. And I think he has sort of a low end RB2, RB3 flex play moving forward. He's definitely got to be owned. Next is uh, James Robinson. He's 29.1% owned. And he, he is also like Gardner Minshew away at Tennessee next week. And uh, we put him in the additions to the week one waiver wire column. And said so he's a player that looks like he's going to get started. He should be picked. And, you know, he's the first undrafted free agent to start a game in week one of the NFL for 30 years. And this pick is more about situation over, over talent. He was the only running back on the team that got carries. He got only carried the ball 16 times for, for 62 yards. And that's not overly impressive, but he was the only running back that got carries. And that's important. And again, situation over talent is sometimes key. I don't think James Robinson is going to be a running back one, or maybe even not a running back two, but he's going to get work. And he's not going to be playing this Colts defensive line that he faced last week every week. You know, Tennessee, we're yet to see what they can do this season, but it, I wouldn't expect him to be as good as the Colts on the defensive line and think that he'll have more opportunities there. So I like the opportunities. I like the fact that he is dominating that backfield, especially in carrying the ball. And that means that if Minchu and the Jags can get ahead, then they'll run the ball even more. And that means Robinson will be in line for more work. Moving on to wide receivers, Paris Campbell is again in this list. He's 29.8% owned, so probably won't expect him in this list next week. But um, for those of you that listened to this last week or or um, read the articles, you know, the, the two I told you to pick up were Paris Campbell and Anthony Miller, and both of them delivered. All right, when I say delivered, you know, at the end of the day, he, he did only go six for 71, but in a PPR league, that's 13 points. For someone that's free, that's a pretty good, pretty good going, and he'll be in that sort of RB2, a wide receiver two, wide receiver three conversation come, come the end of the week. And, you know, Anthony Miller as well, he got his touchdown. So, you know, both of them sort of landed last week and Campbell for me has shown that he can get more work in this offense. You know, he led the team with nine targets. He, he led the team in catches uh, and he led the team in, in yards. It's it's indicative of what's to come. I, th- I think Campbell is someone really to be reckoned with. Pittman didn't really get on the field all that much. and didn't play a huge amount. So as a wide receiver for two in a Philip Rivers offense, uh, is someone you want to be owning. And Paris Campbell has shown that it is going to be him moving forward. The next one might surprise some people, but had a phenomenal game on Sunday. That's Russell Gage. Um, he's only 3.8% owned. Um, and he does have the Dallas Cowboys last uh, next week. But Pat Ryan threw the ball 54 times on Sunday. And I know they were trading for most of the game, and that might explain it. But all three of Jones, Ridley, and Gage got 12 targets apiece, and all of them had nine catches. Gage went for 114 yards. So it is clear that, that you know, they're going to put the ball in the air. They're not going to be uh, running the ball as much as perhaps you would expect them to. And, you know, maybe because they weren't winning, I expect them to potentially struggle against Dallas this week. But I think we've seen now that Matt Ryan can, can there is standalone there to have three 
wide receivers in that offense that could be fantasy relevant. And Gage is definitely the lowest of them, but he does have standalone value. But on top of that, what's really important with, with Gage is that if one of these two, Ridley or Jones, goes down, that he is going to be more fantasy relevant. That he is going to be the one that will um, pick up the slack because he's already earned the trust of Matt Ryan. So he's got a very, you know, he's got a sort of a wide receiver three floor in PPR, or that's his range maybe. But with injuries, he could jump in even higher if uh, Ridley or Jones pick up an injury. So definitely one to own on your rosters. Tight ends, this is another one coming on from, from last week against Dallas Goddard. And if you picked him and started him, then you'd be delighted and uh, be really happy with the performance he gave you because he led the Eagles in targets. We had nine receptions, we had eight yards, we had 101 receiving, and he also got into the end zone. Absolutely massive week for Dallas Goddard as a tight end. And the fact that the Eagles just don't have that many receivers, it's just going to be the fact that he will play uh, more often or not. Uh, and be the second look in this, uh, the second read, maybe the third read if Sanders comes back in this offense and he's going to continue to get work and be relevant. And, you know, he was a top, top 10, top 11 tight end last year. And he's going to be that. I think if he keeps this kind of rate up, he's going to be a top six tight end this year. And that's not, you know, out of the range of outcomes. And the fact that Harry Roseman and Zach Ertz had a, a huge disagreement before the game that was visible on TV is also something that is very interesting. It says they are disagreeing over contracts and maybe if this season doesn't pan out as well for the Eagles that they maybe look to Goddard even more. That's something to be considered, but uh, I think he's got standalone value. I think he could be a top six player if he keeps this up, could even go higher. So Dallas Goddard is one that you have to own. The next is Logan Thomas. And he's only 0.4% owned. And he has Arizona next week. And he's a deep sleeper. I've been stashing in a, a lot of leagues. And the cat's out of the bag. Um, I couldn't see who the second read in this offense was going to be other than Thomas, which is why I was taking him very late in drafts or adding him after drafts for free. And as a result, he has shown that he is going to be the second read. He actually led the team in targets more than McLaurin. He got eight targets, but he did only catch four for 37 yards and a touchdown he will get better his rapport with Haskins will get better but at the end of the day if you've lost like Jarwin this week whose season looks like it's ended and you're worried at a tight end what you're going to be doing there's worse options out there than than Logan Thomas especially if he's going to get all of that volume of you know if he's getting seven eight targets every week he's going to be in a really good spot to to produce tight end two fantasy numbers and maybe even on the fringe of the tight end one so logan thomas is a guy to, to definitely own kickers uh ryan sucker is again in here he's 12.2 percent owned it wasn't amazing sunday night football for him um he only got one of two field goals the other was blocked it wasn't really his fault the offensive line was was pretty poor but he did make both his extra points he's a very accurate kicker and he has Carolina, Carolina this week, and that's a, a plum matchup for, for anyone. Uh, he's someone that can definitely stick the ball through the uprights, and I expect the Brady and the Buccaneers to respond positively after uh, last night's game and expect them to put more points on the board and give Suck up more opportunities to, to make kicks. The next is Mason Crosby. He's 18% owned, and he has Detroit next week. And uh, almost the inverse to suck up. Uh, Crosby had two for two from field goals and five for five for, from extra points. So really big 
week for, for Crosby if you had him as your kicker, uh, which don't sound many of you did. But Detroit are going to be, you know, they ship late touchdowns to Bears. Their, their heads are going to be down a little bit. And potentially the Packers could score another 30 to 40 points again this week. Um, and if that's the case, Crosby's going to be rolled out there for another five to seven kicks. And uh, it's someone that, that should return you some decent kicker numbers uh, again this week. As for the DSTs, I'm going really out there with this one, and that's the Washington football team. They're 1.7% owned, and they have Arizona this week. And I appreciate this is a, a strange name to be throwing, and uh, everyone thinks I'm probably doing this for some sort of bets because I had the Bengals in there last week. We didn't really produce the numbers I expected, but when I'm picking DSTs, I'm looking at sacks. I'm looking at uh, turnovers. I'm looking at uh, teams that are going to do things I'm not worried about how many points they concede because you can't control that. And, you know, the Washington football team on Sunday registered eight sacks, 13 tackles for loss and two interceptions. And that's the kind of production you you want that will make you a, a very relevant fantasy defense. And um, I haven't looked at the rankings. I'd be surprised if they weren't top five this week. And, you know, they have Arizona who don't have the best offense, you know, best uh the best offensive line haven't really invested too much into it. And as a result, I think that, you know, they're not necessarily going to put up eight sacks and two interceptions, but I do think they are pretty well matched. And that that defensive front is one of the better ones in football for Washington and expecting to get pressure on Murray, expecting to get him down a few times and expecting to pick him off. So I I like Washington this week in this matchup. Uh, The last is the Rams. Now they are 13.2% owned and they are at Philadelphia. And for the same reasons that Washington was so successful last week is the same reason I'm banking on the Rams this week. Wentz got sacked eight times, as I've mentioned, and that offensive line for the Eagles looks pretty terrible. Um, They've got, you know, three players go down and that's definitely not going to help their situation. But with regards to what the Rams can bring, I think they can bring the pressure, they can bring the heat and they can definitely get home uh, to Wentz quite a bit uh, next week, so I like the Rams to again put some snack, put some sacks up, and potentially force Wentz into into some more interceptions. That'll do it for this week. Uh, hope this has been really helpful, and hope you get this in a good timely manner to make your picks and to think about who you want to add. If you've got any questions, as always, come through via Twitter, um, and I'll answer as as many of them as I can. Uh, alternatively the best way to to get our attention is to join our patreon you can join it for the price of a cup of coffee every month for three dollars a month and you can get access to us on our exclusive slack channel and there you can ask any questions you like and and we're pretty quick at getting those answered so feel free to join us on there and uh, ask our questions so pretty easy to find out links on the website fiverrush.co.uk but until our flagship tomorrow rush nation keep rushing live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. 
Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.